Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Waikit Chia. Waikit Chia serves as the Senior Director of Product Management and Practices at Lumen Technologies in the Asia-Pacific region, a role that highlights his extensive experience in cybersecurity and digital transformation. With a career spanning over three decades, Waikit has significantly contributed to the ITOT operations, risk and compliance, and AI and automation sectors. His tenure at Lumen Technologies is marked by his leadership in developing the company's cybersecurity strategy and overseeing the architecture of security operation centers in Asia Pacific. Well, good afternoon, Waikit. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate you making the time, jumping on this amazing podcast. We've got amazing guests like yourself sharing their story around their career, their technology, and their company. So thank you again. And Waikit, we're going to jump right into this podcast. We've got some questions here for you. You've got quite the career in technology. You're an entrepreneur, an architect, senior executive. Now you're the senior director of product management and practices at Lumen Technologies. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Well, I'm a fixer, a problem solver. I truly enjoy coming up with solutions, solving all sorts of challenges that whether it's business, technology, processes, or even risks, right? So that's me. I'm a fixer. And I think what ins- really inspires me is the satisfaction of knowing that I've taken away a problem, a pain from someone and helping them to have a just, you know, a peaceful night. Thank you. That's me. That's awesome. And I think we all feel much, feel like there's a purpose or we're fulfilled when we're serving others and solving problems that others have, whether it's a client, a coworker, family member, right? So that's awesome. Appreciate that. I love that fixer. Love that term. I think uh, you and I share the same sentiments being in this business. So why kit beyond investing in higher order services in the cloud, do you have any other recommendations for companies looking to get out of their on-premise mindset when transitioning to the cloud? I feel that today, many organizations are still burdened by a lot of what we call technical debts, right? Uh, legacy application workloads that they have difficulty in, in modernizing. And like someone once told me, you know, moving, moving an application workload that is a burden to the organization from on-prem to the cloud, virtualizing it and bringing it to the cloud is like shifting a, a pile of trash from one point A to point B. It doesn't really help the organization, the business much. My recommendation is always look at the overall architecture and the objective and intent of the, the cloud migration. What do you want to achieve out of it? And look at how can we re-architect, re-platform, re-host some of those application workloads that the business rely on and leverage as much as possible on cloud native services, whether it's serverless. And I think that's where the ROI can be maximized from such cloud investments. Thank you. And I appreciate that as a CIO, I've been in this space a long time. Unpacking some of this is very helpful. You know, a lot of times people are stuck in that legacy mindset or maybe they don't have the budget to move or do that transition. But sharing some of that is very helpful to myself and, and the audience as well. So thank you. And why kit since the pandemic, we've had this hybrid and remote workers all over the globe, as you know. How do you help keep customers secure across 
locations and devices? Well, like it or not, I think many organizations are going to stick with that hybrid work model for some time to come. It's, it creates a different settings. One, with employees working from anywhere, it has expanded the attack surface for organizations. So in the old days where your office function is as uh you know a, a wall fortress, that parameter, that wall fortress no longer exists. That parameter has now expanded beyond that corporate network. So how do we actually secure a employee, a user's access to data, to cloud services? And how we are helping that is to help them move into a journey towards SASE and towards zero trust network architecture. So verifying remote users, what are the approved devices that they can connect from to which cloud services based on their roles, based on the time of day, and making sure that those access are approved and authorized and always verifying using zero trust principles. I think that's what we are we would we are helping our clients today. That's awesome. And you know, we've seen such a pr- proliferation of technology, but also cyber criminals and activity. And when the pandemic came about, that just kind of opened the door because as you mentioned, you're kind of expanding your footprint outside of your traditional company walls, right? Or outside those firewalls. So appreciate the share. I appreciate what you are all doing. And I agree adapting that zero trust mindset is so key to keeping everybody safe and secure these days. So why can't last question of the day, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies in your tech stack. Is there anything in particular you'd like to share with us today? You probably have heard a lot of hype and interest and around Gen AI, right? AI has been around for years, but it only in the recent year or two that it's really have progressed a lot. I feel that Many people confuses AI and treat it in as a one generic bucket. If we can break it down into different areas, one is automation. And for many years now in, in Lumen, for example, we leverage on automation in a lot of the things that we do. Almost 80% of security events in our SOC today doesn't touch a human hand, right? So we automate the playbooks and that's something that we have been leveraging on. When it comes to Gen AI, use cases are important. So understanding how do you apply Gen AI in your business context, specifically in which business process, what data does it consume, and how do you use it securely and safely without without affecting any potential risk to your assets, right? So that's something that we are looking at internally, as well as helping our clients to explore and explore in how they can actually leverage on the such technology to help their business. So that's it's an interesting time ahead. I'm excited with what we can do with what's uh, available in the market now. It's just trying to align the business with the technology. That's the, the key ingredient to making it successful. Thank you. And you're absolutely right. We're at a pivotal moment in history, I believe, with generative AI where, you know, this may make or break us in my mind. There's a lot of things that still need to be fixed. There needs to be a lot of more, I I would say, governance around some of the technology because, again, there are people that are, you know, signaling the alarm bells on doing this ethically, which I agree 
But I really appreciate your insights and what you're doing to help your customers. And Wiley, thank you for joining from Singapore tonight, by the way. I love this stuff. It was such a pleasure having you on, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you so much. Bye for now. 